0: Good morning, golfers. Your tee time awaits. It's the Tee to Green Golf Show here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Got a thought on the PGA Tour? Want help with your swing? Give the show a call at 803-0550. Tee to Green on WGR is presented by Woods to Wedges, by Michelob Ultra, by the Western New York PGA, by Custom Turf, and by our home clubs, Fox Valley, Tantara and Briarwood. In one. It's time to talk golf. Here are your hosts, Brian Cozio, Kevin Sylvester, and PGA Pro Jeff Menas.
3: Good morning.
4: 7 o'clock here on WGR Sports Radio 550. A beautiful Saturday morning here in mid-August. As Tee green live on the air, your spot for local golf talk every week here on WGR. We are in Amherst this week at beautiful Glen Oak, and we appreciate you. Being with us, Brian Colziel, Kevin Sylvester is at the Northern Trust this week. The first leg of the FedEx Cup playoffs. We'll talk to him at 7:30. With me, as always, PGA Pro
1: Jeff Midas. Jeff, good morning. Good morning, Brian. Thanks. I, for I know we talk about the weather every morning. This is perfect. It is low uh, mid 50s at night, mid 70s during the day. Just a great day to play golf.
4: Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for having us here at Glen Oak.
1: Yeah, we got a nice view here, don't we? Sun's coming up. Looking at the range, the players. Everybody's buzzing around. A little bit of fog. It's pretty.
4: That's right. We are on the patio overlooking the uh, practice facility and the first tee. So we're we'll, uh, looking forward to seeing the golfers come through here this morning. Also joining us uh, with Kevin down at Liberty National working hard for PGA Tour Radio. We have the owner and also PGA Pro, Tim Fries with us here from Glen Oak. Tim, good morning.
2: Good morning, Brian.
4: Thanks for having morning, us Jeff. back here, Tim, for another
1: show.
2: This is awesome, and it's just, uh, I don't have my sunglasses. This is beautiful.
1: Yeah. You might. <laughs> it's a rookie mistake, Tim. you got to exactly. have sunglasses these m- early mornings. It's always coming up.
2: Well, Kevin, with a permanent sub you guys got going, you got <laughs> to right. prepare the guests. <laughs> that's
1: right. Yeah, we should have a little form. That's <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> that's right. Bring your sunglasses. Yeah, bring yeah your a little for checklist that. for you. That's right. <laughs> yeah, speaking of Kevin, you know,
4: we, uh, we, we kid because we love, right? That's yeah, right. That's Kevin right. Sylvester at 730. He is working this week for uh, PGA Tour Radio, the first round of the Northern Trust, and uh, he was with Rory's and Kepka and Kucher yesterday, the top three in the FedEx Cup points. So we'll get a chance to talk to him. But obviously, big news there this week with the playoffs starting. Uh, Tiger withdrawing, uh, and there's some big, been some good side stories that we'll get to uh, coming up. Not only with the three of us, but we'll uh, we'll talk to Kevin about it as well. Uh, that's at 7:30. At 7:20, Kevin Hofstetter from Woods to Wedges, uh, gonna tell you a little bit about what TrackMan does for those of you that have never been on it and why you should do it. Tim and Jeff I know
2: you guys have been on track man
1: oh yeah track yeah. man
2: flight scope uh, it's fun numbers it's a lot of sizzle yeah that's there's
1: right. a lot of th- it gives you a, a lot of data I mean you have to know how to interpret the data and what data is useful and what data isn't important not every shot every bit of data is important but that's a that's a that's the high tech way to fit that's for sure that's what we do here at Glen Oak we have a, a flight scope a similar instrument and uh, yeah they're very fun to use the tour players use them all the time for yeah. hitting wedges especially because they want to dial in their yardage to the yard. Excellent, and yeah, Kevin knows that stuff so pretty good. Yeah,
4: yeah. So Kevin Hofstetter at seven twenty to tell you about TrackMan. And hey, if you listen to the interview and you're thinking, hey, I want to do it, well, guess you can You can. You can go inside the Whirly Golf Dome at Woods to Wedges and uh, and take care of it there. We'll get our Western New York PGA Tip of the Week here as well from Jeff and Tim. Uh, our Absolute Care Champions Tour Report. And, uh, of course, a check of the PGA Tour leaderboard, as uh, we said, the first round of the FedEx Cup champion. Also, uh, we'll have some notes on uh, the New York State men's amateur event that was held this week at Craigburn. Uh, TD Green, proud to be a sponsor of the event. And uh, we'll talk about that here this segment as well. Uh, But let's just start off here with just the fact that uh, we've got some cool events coming up here at Glen Oak. I know you guys have been having... Great golf weather, Tim. I think over the, from what was a terrible spring, how it rained basically every day, uh, the summer has been awesome, and uh, looks like another perfect weekend to come here and play golf.
2: Just nice to have be a golfer to get in a rhythm of playing. You know, you look forward to the weekends and and have folks uh, to come out and enjoy it. And the conditions are now all around Western New York, in the Northeast, really have just been pretty good here. The showers off and on, but that that tenth of an inch or
1: you know two tenths of an inch that hits once in a while
2: don't have to use your irrigation, so that's been really nice here, Jeff.
1: Yeah, and it cools it down a little bit, and it feels like we haven't had too, too much rain since the spring started, but the weather has been very good. Um, this place, we've been busy. There's so many yeah. functions. Uh, we had uh, Drive, Chip, and Putt, the uh, regional, I think it was. We had the first one. And the then local. The local. We had the local and then the regional qualifier, and we have the PGA Junior League uh, regional uh, qualifier coming up this Thursday and yeah, Friday. Too. Championships coming up with the kids? Yep, we had a New York State AM qualifier. We've been busy with a lot of stuff, so that's what's fun about it when you have events and you're busy at the club and, uh, you know, there's a lot of golfers and there's a lot of activity. That's uh, that's what makes golf fun.
4: Yeah, and you mentioned all these events like Drive, Chip, and Putt and the PGA Junior League and, and juniors are something that I know we're all passionate about getting involved with. Uh, with the game of golf, and Tim, obviously, here at Glen Oak, you guys make that a priority.
2: It was kind of one of our thoughts, visions, for to have a, a public facility that uh, serves Western New York that uh, that we focus on mm-hmm. the kids, focus on uh, veterans, focus on um, just the, the, the primaries, get the parents out, get the kids out, just enjoy it a little bit. And you Hit a hit a couple balls, hit a couple pots, grab an ice cream. That's great to do with the kids like you do, Brian. Um, but to have events and to have 200 children show up for an event... And with their parents, and they're coming from out of town or from Canada. It's kind of neat to see the license plates out in the parking lot as we try to promote not just our game, but the fun of it.
1: And we're right in the middle of a million jillion houses here, and there was no junior program here two years ago. So, you know, there's certainly a need for it, and uh, and we're we're happy to do it. It's the it's that stuff's fun to do. Yeah,
4: and no matter what sport it is, obviously we've talked about golf, but just in general, I mean, it's it's always awesome to see your your son or your daughter participate in sports and get excited about it, and. We always encourage parents to do it in the right way, of course. (laughs) Yes. We sometimes see it in the wrong way, which is too bad. But for the most part, again, it's...
1: Yeah, 95% are great. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. We we had all the kids here this week from all over the region trying to qualify for drive, chip, and putt, you know, to make it to Augusta. Yeah, you you see the occasional parent that's just glaring at their child after a bad shot or something like that. But 99% of it's just... Warm. They're just excited to see their kid having a blast and competing.
2: Yeah, just it's like a quick tip. The more that they hit a ball, the more that they putt, the less we talk, the, more, the less we give instruction, the right. more they have fun. If they're not having fun, that's not what they want to do. So the less we do, the more they enjoy, yeah. that's better.
1: Yeah, you can't talk to a kid in a junior lesson no. for 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, no, getting 38 things to think about.
2: That's an
4: excellent point for all sports and all right. parents listening and all even youth coaches listening that – we do way too – we're overcoached, right, wouldn't you say, in every sport for youth? For I every think it, sport. Yeah.
1: I, I, I think so. I, I think it's in golf, a lot of it, There's. I can see certain sports where there's skill development. I mean, golf's a skill development game. But a lot of it is you develop it on your own. There's a feel to it. You go out and you get creative. You figure out, hey, if I just open this blade, I hit it higher. So how do I do that? Or if I just close this blade, I can hit it lower. Um, you figure that out on your own. And the other thing I always say is people become too reliant on their coaches in golf. You know, So they have one bad day, they go crawling back to their, coach hey, I need a lesson right away, instead of uh, trying to get on the range and, and figure it out themselves or play through it.
2: Yeah, yeah the, the the old lesson of it, I think it was in Harvey Pennick, one of his books, uh, pretty simple one of my coaches gave me that lesson too. i had a really strong grip and i couldn't hit high shots and he put me in front of a tree and a branch he says hit over that branch and of course i couldn't do it with a wedge yeah. and he came back in an hour and i figured it out yeah. he didn't say much except hit it over the branch and i figured it out yeah. that's what we need to do for our kids yeah. you just get them a little inst- bring them here well, that's right. the first well, that's
4: yeah. that's the one thing i would say jeff that uh, i'll compliment you with is, is the times that you've worked with my son too you know when the lesson's over you come over to me and say hey this is the one thing i want you to work on with, or just watch with him you know like you're not giving me 32 things of like, no. well, he's got to do this and then this and then this and that. You just said, hey, just this, this, you know, for the next few weeks, this is the one thing you should be focusing on. You know that sort of thing.
1: And you don't need to be technically perfect to be good yeah. at golf. So that's the other thing. You know, there's a million. Look jillion, at Matt million.
4: Wolf, the new player on PGA Tour that just won. He's got what? He's got the hitch, the pause, and he lifts his leg and everything. I mean, it's it's uh-huh. a weird swing, but it works for him. Right. Right.
1: And, right. Yeah. They all get back to impact properly. That's the yeah. that's a common denominator there, and. Yeah. Um, and you can get back in a closed position, get back in an open position. There's a million ways to play great. Um, but trying to be technically perfect and thinking your swing is always the answer it isn't the best way to become a good player.
2: Some of those lowest rounds on tour are shot by a guy that if you looked at his impact position, Jim Furyk, you want to do what he did, but you might not do what he does. That's right. <laughs> but at impact, it's really good. And,
1: Tim, how many times have you struggled with your game and you just go out there and you just play or you're hitting it bad on the range and if you just go out and try to react to your target and play the game – All that stuff kind of fades away, the the mechanical thoughts and everything else, and you find a good way to play.
2: A great tip I got years ago, if you're playing good, go to the range, have someone video. If you're not playing good, go find it on the golf course. Just go play. And most people do the opposite. If they're not hitting it good, they're on the range trying to find it. And then when they're playing good, they go out on the golf course, and what happens is they have a bad round, a bad shot, something happens, and then they go the wrong way.
1: (laughs) And I I couldn't agree more. And and the other guideline is, hey, if you have a bad round, forget about it. Uh, If you have two bad rounds in a row... Hey, maybe go check your fundamentals on the range. You know, check your grip, your line, and your ball position. If you have three or four bad rounds, then maybe ask someone else to come in and take a look for you.
4: For for, for some listening, it might be their club championship weekend, or I know that this is around the time of year where people have that. And probably when when you'll hear the interview coming up with Kevin Hosteter from Woods to Wedges, I asked him at the end, because we mentioned it, And I said, hey, what's your bit of advice? And he said, the last thing that you want to do is think, oh, my club championship's this week. I'm going to go on the range for the next four days and try to change my swing. So, you know, it's kind of going along the same lines of what you guys are saying here, too. From a psychological standpoint, if
2: you you never hit another ball and you have your club championship, you played in yours last week, right? So if you putt and chip, you just play some games around the greens, you grab a friend, and you just putt and chip. You have little drills, and you never hit another ball. You'll be better. I'm telling you. If you go to the range, you just hit balls. Don't putt and chip. You might go the wrong way.
1: Yeah. Or work on the stuff. That, if there's a shot that scares you, work on that before the club champion. Hey, I I'm afraid of missing it left. We'll find a way to go and not miss it left. You know, make, create a swing. You know, I, I always tried to create a big turn, an aggressive turn on the way through, or whatever, so so I wouldn't hit it left. Um, Something like that, or if you're afraid of bunker shots, go and put yourself in some pressure situations and hit those bunker shots until you're somewhat comfortable. So yeah. you don't feel that tension when you're over a shot. You're just focused on your target.
2: Just listening to Brad Faxon on the way in, and he's great friends with Bob Bertella. And he says one of his favorite really quotes is basically, let your attitude dictate your game. Don't let your game dictate your attitude. How can you have a really good round? Let your attitude dictate that. Don't let the golf game say, hey, I had a good round, and that you know, f- yeah. formulates your thoughts. No,
1: no. The chicken can, versus the egg yeah, thing, absolutely, right? Absolutely, yep. that's right. How do you get confidence? You play well. How do you play well? With confidence, right? You know
2: what most people can do on the driving range? You're going to go there? Practice your pre-shot routine on that first tee shot. This is what I do. I take a look at the hole. I take one waggle. Mm-hmm. And practice that routine by the time you get to the tee now you've got that routine down
1: now in your pre-shot in your pre-round routine do you like say you know you're in a shotgun and your first shot's going to be a six iron on a par three is that the last thing you'll do on the range is hit a few six irons
2: you bet yeah you bet it doesn't have to be a perfect six iron but that's going to be the routine you're going to go through if you're in a rain delay what's your next puck going to be your next shot going to be you have to kind of mentally practice those things i did it with my son last night on the range we just practiced our pre-shot routine and he got pretty good at it he did it every time and i says how was that shot he goes i forgot about the shot it just kind of happened because i i nailed my routine
1: that's right we talk about that all the time like a free throw shooter you watch the best free throw shooters they spin it they dribble it it takes the same amount of time same with with golfers you're going to get up you can watch these guys if you can't see the guy and you just watch his routine, you get to know who they are, you know, because good players do the same thing. Your routine may be different when you're putting or pitching and chipping but and driving, but always do the same thing for each shot.
4: The best baseball player has the same routine in the batter's box each time. Remember, yeah. you know, same guys would, whether they, you know, they glove, they blessed with the glove, with their glove they or they, they dig in with one foot and then get their, you know, one, two, three practice. Whatever they do, it's the same thing, No, but you're right. Yep. Uh, and then here's a non-pro bit of advice is not to worry, like, instead of getting all amp dump and everything jeff last week before my club championship at Tantera i was on the radio 5 minutes before i hit my first <laughs> shot and guess what my best shot of the whole day was i heard the first shot <laughs> yeah. i hit it to 6 feet and made a birdie <laughs> like like it's it just great. it's weird because you know why because all I was thinking about was do I have – got to get my shoes on and i got to get my hat or whatever. And then all, I just
2: I grabbed the club and swank because I didn't have a choice. I didn't have any other time to do it. and then, That's, <laughs> again, it's, it, it, the basis is psychology. So if you become a task-oriented person, you get um, – it distracts you from the results. So yeah. if you become result-oriented, I need to play good today, it becomes very difficult to do. But if you're focusing on a routine, focusing on the task, your first shot, you got distracted, and by the time you get to the tee, you swing away like, hey, what happened? it was pretty good your body right. figures it out yeah i was
4: i was spending the whole morning thinking about the radio show yeah. and not about the club championship that i had 5 minutes after the show was over so it worked out for me yep. you know not How touch you do to how'd the club championship it? go pretty good they stuck me in the championship flight, which was tough. Nice. But you it. <laughs> they cut stuck the handicaps. Sounds like a member. <laughs> I know.
1: Oh, you know if I was just in the A flight, yeah, you don't want to win the yeah. A flight. No, no, way. no. You know what? It was, yeah.
4: it was good. Um, I had 82 the first day and 78 the second day. Nice going. So it was a little, even a little better. So that's around the 80 numbers around how I play. So average two together. There's the math. There it
1: is. <laughs> and you're a math teacher. That's right. Dude. Yep. That's why. <laughs> 714
4: yeah. here on TD Green. We're live at Glen Oak here in Amherst. Uh, Brian Colsey, along with PGA Pro Jeff Minas and PGA Pro and owner here at Glen Oak, Tim Freeze. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the FedEx Cup playoffs. We know you know Kevin's going to join us, Kevin Sylvester, uh, next segment. He'll break down a little bit more of the golf, but I want to talk about a few of the storylines coming from it. The first one, of course, the major story early yesterday, uh, Tiger withdraws as he has, again, some back pain. Uh, he said he just he can't get loose. Part of it, he actually said, was that there's too much time in between shots uh but for tiger unfortunately who knows i mean he's he said he's going to hope to play next week but would you be surprised if if his season is done uh you know would he sign up every year for a year in which he wins a major misses the cut at two of them and finishes tied for 21st in the other probably but uh, at this point of his I career... I know I would. Yeah. I'd say t- yeah. t- yes to I'm that. Correct. <laughs> yeah. But um, unfortunately, his the end right now is what's fresh in people's minds. And uh, it's too bad because, y- you know, we all want to see Tiger play. And even the, the players that are competing against him, they all want Tiger out there.
1: I've called for his demise, you know. I've... The end is, is near for Tiger five times, I think, already, and I've been wrong every time. So you, I never you never know. He is getting older, so it's, it feels like it's getting closer, but I felt that way a long time. And Oblique Strain, Tim, Tim you had one. Um, oh, they're, yeah. they're supposed to be pretty difficult to deal with. What is he, 32nd right now on the points list? So maybe he can skip an event and uh, and still get back in, right, because he's got uh, he can get to 60. Well, he's in for next
2: week, but then you got to make top 30. Oh to
1: um, Yeah, so he would not make it then. So I wouldn't be surprised if his uh, – if his season's yeah. over.
4: I I, uh, I, I liked this uh, tweet from Jason's, uh, Jason Sobel, who's a senior golf writer from Action Network. I thought it was appropriate. It says, Tiger has spent his entire career trying to chase down major number 18, but right now he's got his, a catch-22 instead. His body won't let him get enough reps, so he's rusty when he plays, and then when he plays, his body isn't used to the reps, so now it starts to break down. And he said, I feel like that's what I'm seeing from him right now.
2: Yeah, his, uh, you all know, I mean, yeah. that that one second motion in golf is actually kind of violent. And if your body's not quite ready, your obliques, I mean, it's wrapping around your back and your ribs and your, your pelvis. So if he's got some back issues, a little tightening, that you, you become immobile.
1: And then one thing leads to another. When that one tightens, this one reacts, you know, so there's a balance in your body, and then that starts to go away. We've all been in that situation where we feel like, hey, I don't know if I can, you know, you're hurt, your back's hurt, your hips hurt, whatever it is, where it's really difficult to play. And that becomes a focus then instead of t- trying to play well and and s- just trying to get through it. And that's a difficult way to play, especially at the highest level in the world with the best players in the world with 128 miles of club head speed or whatever he has do. Think,
2: think if you look on the side of an NFL uh, sideline and players are on bikes. They are still they get warmed up for a game. Mm. They continually stay warm for the game. If they're going to be going back in, they got to be warmed up. In golf, unfortunately, we have this one-second motion and then 15 minutes later you hit one more shot it's tough to stay warm and if you've got a body like tiger it's going to be tough it's even tough for good players that are in good shape that's just our game unfortunately if we could just continually play one at a time and you zoom around an hour and play around yeah that's different i bet you'd be better but that's not the way it is yeah
1: everybody would shoot lower scores (laughs) i would think so
2: we spent quite a deal of time last week and we have over
4: the course of the year talking about pace of play and uh, we're not going to spend another 15 minutes on it this week but uh, Brooks Kepka, Roy McElroy, I mean, one and two in the FedEx Cup points. I mean, the, the headliners again brought it up this week. Uh, Kepka this week saying, you know, I get you can take a long time for your thought process, but once you're done, just go. What else is there to do? Um, he says, I take 15 seconds. He goes, I think I'm doing okay. He goes, I don't understand. Why would you stand over the ball for a minute and a half? Uh McElroy also went on to say some things about pace of play, just he said that something has to be done. He said the warning should be given already. He goes, We're all professionals. He goes, You shouldn't have to be warned. He goes, the warning should be given before. He goes, and then when you've he goes if you've broken the rule of pace of play, he goes, It should just be a stroke right away. He goes, that'll get guys to play a little quicker.
1: I know they listen to the show. I, mean, <laughs> I knew it. I knew they were listening. <laughs> <laughs> That's
4: why Kepka's late to go warm up and yeah. only has 45 minutes. He's listening to TDK. Well, Green. we
1: work out together, so it's only natural that he might listen to the show. Yeah. Weren't you his Q his trainer, I think? Yeah. That's right.
2: Yeah, right. Well, you did. How about when we play? You really should. uh, You hit some putts. That's the first thing you should do. Get a feel for your greens. You're going off your club champ, whatever you're playing. The last thing you should do is actually hit some balls on a range and warm up. We kind of do the opposite. We all hit some balls. Go to the putting green. Mm -hmm. That slows your body down. We see so many folks that come down the first fairway after they hit their tee shot, and they're holding their back because they've kind of done something wrong. Do you remember years ago, Greg Norman zoomed around. He had made the cut. He was an odd cut. He zooms around an hour and a half. It was down in Miami. He gets fined by the tour because he played too fast. Hmm. Which, I love that story because the crowd loved it. He was running. Uh, he actually shot a 71. I think it was derail or something. I love that story. What if that was what we tried to do here, get people to zoom around? Here at Glen Oak, we know, Jeff knows, we have no restrictions on who plays here at any time. If you want to play with your son, daughter, wife, grandmother, it doesn't matter. We have one restriction play fast get yeah. ready
1: play fast and i even noticed it during the uh the drive chip and putt there were some kids got up there and they only get two practice swings but their are two practice swings in their pre-shot routine it was a minute and mm. they're they're 11 yeah. so you know that's it's bleeding down into the game and it's it's not good tim how many rounds have we played where we just get our bags and just walk around play 18 as fast as we can in the spring and then you add it up at the end hey that was a pretty good day out there well yeah. you
2: close the shop at eight o'clock at night on a on a nice sunday night and mm. we go around and Emergency nine, we call it. Yeah. Well, you can yeah. zoom around with a card each, and you can play, and it's amazing how good you play. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you played college golf. You said that sometimes is the worst, right? Oh, Ooh. it's horrible. When horrible. coaching? Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's it's absolutely horrible.
2: We can make it better if we just keep talking yeah. about it and helping the kids in our junior programs, the junior leagues. right. And uh, the drive, tip, and pot, sure.
1: My beginner, all my beginner programs, it's one of the major topics. That's right.
2: All right, we're going to... Uh, Take a break here from
4: T degree. In fact, we're not taking a break though. We're going to my interview with Kevin Hofstetter from Woods to Wedges. He's going to tell you a little bit about Trackman. When we come back, Kevin Sylvester is at Liberty National. He's had some nice views this week. Uh, we'll talk about the more of what the golf looks like at the FedEx Cup. Also, still to come here with Jeff and Tim, uh, Webb Simpson played with a crack driver yesterday. Mm. They wouldn't let him take it out, though, and, and replace it. So we'll talk about that. Also, Rory had a good uh, a roast of Matt Kuchar. He had a little money jab about, uh, remember, the tipping incident in Mexico with the caddy?
1: He's not going to live that down.
4: He's got that as well. Oh. Uh, we'll get our Western Europe PGA Tip of the Week, Absolute Care Champions Tour Report, and uh, some info on what happened to Craig this week at the New York State Men's Amateur. All coming up here, uh, but let's hear my interview. Kevin Hostetter from Woods to Wedges, one of our presenting sponsors of our show inside the Whirly Golf Dome. Uh, here's my chat with Kevin about TrackMan. We're here with Kevin Hofstetter from Woods to Wedges. Thanks for being with us here on Tea to Green this week. Kevin is here to tell us about what you should be doing this time of year. It's August. Yes, we hope still a few months of golf left here in Western New York, but also preparations to maybe finish your season strong and even start to look into the offseason. Kevin, thanks for joining us. Uh, what do you think we should be thinking about here in mid-August as we start to uh, get our golf game maybe at the best that it should be this year?
3: Sure. Well, uh if, if uh, your listeners are anything like me, this is about the time their game is just getting into shape, right? Just when we have uh, a few weeks left, right? We peak, uh, hopefully, club championship time. Uh, but the off-season is a great time to work on your game for a couple reasons. One is, you know, if we're not out there playing, we don't have that pressure to perform, to score. Uh, so it's a lot easier to make those changes when we don't have to worry about, hey, my score might go up in the short term. But in the long term, it's going to get much better. So it just kind of takes that pressure off. And the other reason is, is you know, we have these great uh, tools here in our in our uh, fitting in, in lesson studios, TrackMan launch monitors, and it gives you a, a lot of precise feedback. So uh, I know a lot of players uh, think just going out and practicing or beating balls on the range is going to help their game, but to be honest, it's, it's probably not going to do too much other than ingrain those bad habits uh, that they've developed. So, uh, you know, the, the saying goes, perfect practice is, is what we should be looking for. And one of the reasons uh, TrackMan's great is you're going to get really precise, accurate feedback on your club path, face angle, uh, obviously ball flight distance, but it's really going to help you focus on what's most important to your swing while we remove the pressure of having to go out and Play for that two dollar NASA right yeah.
4: so all right so take us to the process for, the, for somebody that maybe has never gone on trackman before uh, they come in let's I know a lot of people want feedback on their driver so let's do a little thought about that here you take some swings with your driver what sort of feedback are they going to get
3: sure so the, the good thing is is the trackman can read things that uh, video just can't Okay, so the the video is going to show you, and we certainly utilize video, and um, we can compare your swings to different tour players, for example, great tool. But it's only going to show you how pretty your swing is, but not necessarily how effective it is, or what really is causing that uh, club face to be dead shot at impact, for example. So TrackMan gives you really precise, accurate feedback on what's actually happening in the swing and what really you need to change. So uh, during during an initial assessment with a new student, we have uh, you know we have our PGA instructors here. They're going to see you know, what your main faults are, what the, the root cause of your main miss is, and they're going to really be able to tell you why your ball hooks or why it slices. And uh, the advantage of the TrackMan is it's going to just uh, not care how pretty your swing is, but how efficient it is and what's actually occurring at impact.
4: So. Yeah. People obviously now It's a big thing in all sports. They're looking at analytics and data to try to get better. And this is a, a good way to get that instant feedback. You don't have to wait You don't have to sit here and try and figure it out for yourself. Like, I know from doing it myself in here, Kevin, like, you've got a whole bunch of data up on your screen, and it's instantaneous, and I think that's got to be pretty useful for people. I'm sure that you find that.
3: Yeah, we've got uh, you know just for example, 26 different parameters that we can read. But the the real uh, key is is our instructors who can break that down into simple terms for the for the everyday golfer, so they can know here's the drills you need to work on to improve club path, for example, or face angle, and here's how it's going to help your game. So it really uh, eliminates any um, you know extra things that you might be thinking of, and all these extra swing thoughts that you read about in the golf magazine that might not really apply to you, um, and just focus in on the one or two or maybe three things that are really going to help you. And you have uh, uh, fortunately or unfortunately many months in the off season coming up where you can work on it uh, in a private studio uh, without worrying about uh, you know any elements, without worrying about feedback, without worrying about having to try to make a score, but just actually work on your swing, and that's how the pros do it. Any major swing changes they're going to make, they're going to do that in the off season. They're not going to do it when they're trying to you know make their money during the during the regular season.
4: Yeah, and we've heard players on, on the PGA Tour even say now with the condensed schedule, they don't have time to make changes. Like they've got to. They, they can maybe tinker, but there isn't. This isn't a time for a swing change. Obviously, now we're in the swing of the, of the FedEx Cup playoffs. Three weeks uh, to go here, and the, the PGA Tour season will be over with. But um, by the way, we're here with Kevin Hofstetter from Woods to Wedges here on Tee to Green inside the Whirly Golf Dome. Great place to come on in. Not only take advantage of this track man opportunity, but. Uh, good equipment you know even just little things like even grip changes things like that uh, Kevin Donna and Pat are all here to help you out uh, we appreciate their support of the show that you hopefully are listening to every Saturday here on WGR uh, how about the biggest mis- misconception you think with people coming in say hey I want to hit the driver that Brooks Kepka hits I want to hit you know the whatever driver that Tiger Woods hits like sure that's always maybe not necessarily the best for that for you individually
3: Right. It would be akin to me uh, going into the uh, shoe store and saying, I want the same size LeBron James wears, okay? <laughs> That's not going to really work for me. Uh, I don't even know what size he wears, but I'm sure it's more I don't uh, either. bigger than mine. <laughs> 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 so, um, you know, the good thing with the, uh, the club, from the club fitting aspect is we carry all the major brands, your Pings and Titles and Callaways and Mizunos, etc. cetera. Uh, we're not beholden to any one brand. We're just here to fit you into what works best for you. So we can try all the different clubs and shafts and heads and, You know, it's not about, um, you know, unless you're getting paid to play that uh, company's equipment, um, you should be playing what works best for you, what makes the game easier for you, and that's what we do all day, every day here at Woods to Wedges.
4: Awesome. And you mentioned club championship season. I know a lot of places, they're having their club championship, either today, tomorrow, coming this weekend, or the upcoming weeks. Uh, How about a, a quick bit of advice from your perspective?
3: Well, you certainly don't want to be the guy that comes in for the three-pack of lessons Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday for his Thursday club championship. Uh, We see that a few too many times. So, um, you know, at this point, it's like cramming for that final exam. You're probably going to do more harm than good. Certainly a little tweak or, uh, you know, a little tip here or there, but uh, don't go ahead and try to uh, break it all down and rebuild it from scratch in three days.
4: Good advice. Thanks a lot, Kevin. Appreciate it.
3: Thank you, appreciate it.
4: Kevin Hofstetter here inside the Whirly Golf Dome and come and see Kevin, Donna, Papp, the whole crew. They'll help you out. And uh, also check out their website, woods wedgesbuffalocom More on TD Green when we return right after this. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
3: PGA Tour Leaderboard, brought to you by Encore Golf, Buffalo's golf ball. And by Donald Ross, the world's finest golf apparel. And by New Era Golf, headwear engineered to perform that never sacrifices style.
4: Back at Glen Oak here on TD Green, Brian Colesiel, PGA Pro, Jeff Midas, PGA Pro and owner here at Glen Oak, Tim Fries, thanks for being with us. Derek Kramer producing back in our Amherst studios. Time for a check of the PGA Tour leaderboard. The first leg of the three weeks of the FedEx Cup playoffs this week, the Northern Trust at Liberty National, and a uh, juicy couple of names at the top. Dustin Johnson is your leader through two rounds, he's at minus 12. Jordan Spieth, one back, he's at minus 11. They'll be in the final pairing today, DJ and Spieth at 155. You've got four golfers at 10 under par, including Patrick Reed and John Rahm. Uh, Justin Rose, Rory McIlroy headline the group at minus 9. So lots of big names. Justin Thomas is in the mix at minus 7. Uh, Deshambo Matsuyama, Open Championship winner, Shane Lowry at minus 8. I, uh, so lots of big names, as it would be. It's the playoffs. And uh, this week, it goes from 125 to 70 uh, before the second event, which will be at the BMW Championship, and then down to 30 for the final event at the Tour Championship in Atlanta at East Lake. All right, for more on the Northern Trust, we go to Liberty National and New Jersey. Kevin Sylvester's there working for PGA Tour Radio. Of course, Kevin, a part of our Tee to Green team. Kevin, good morning.
0: Good morning, guys. How are you?
4: Awesome. The, uh, the views that you have... I assume that you're seeing the same thing that I'm seeing on TV. Uh, boy, when you're walking down the fairway, or I'm sure that it's tough to get distracted, or it's easy to get distracted, Kevin, with the Statue of Liberty in the background, the skyline in the background. What's some beautiful looks from this course?
0: Yeah, it, it really is. But, you know, after a couple of days, you're kind of like, eh, yeah, it's a New York City skyline. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> 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 it's, Yeah, you yeah, get some cool pictures.
4: Kev, you there?
1: I think we lost yeah.
4: Kev. Oh, we got Kevin back. All right, Kevin, we yeah. you cut out there for a second. Tell us a little bit about some of the golf you've seen. I know yesterday you were with Rory and Brooks and Kuchar in that group. Uh, what were some of the things that stood out to you?
0: Well, it, you know, it's interesting. Uh, Rory McIlroy, I don't know if you guys caught what happened to him yesterday afternoon. Um, the winds were really up. It was, it was tough uh, in the afternoon. Uh, the, the club... Um, you know, play. the storm came through. We had a 40-minute delay. Um, it didn't rain, but it was within six miles of the golf course, and um, you got to suspend play if that happens uh, just for safety of not only the players but of all the spectators that were out watching. But on the 14th hole, which is just an awesome hole, you talk about being distracted. Uh, the view there is great. You've got a clear view of Statue of Liberty, uh, the city. It's just a cool uh, small par 3. Uh, it's over by a marsh, and it's just a gorgeous golf hole. Um, but Roy McElroy, uh, he didn't hit enough club to a back right corner, a really uh, tight pin, in and, and, and the bunker. And all of a sudden, you know, he's taken his, you know, he's worked in the bunker, and you see him pull up and call for a rule official. And he went to remove a pebble, which you can do now under the new rules. You can move uh, loose impediments in the bunker. Particularly rocks, and it disintegrated in his hands. It was actually a clump of sand. May have been a drop of rain that uh, made it wet. And so Dean had a two stroke penalty. At the time, he was three off the lead at eight under par. Two stroke penalty, and he gets up and down, makes double bogey. Comes back, makes birdie on 15, misses a five footer on 16 and 17, both for birdie. Finishes a day at seven under, but they confer afterwards and they rescinded the penalty for Rory McElroy. So he's right back in contention. He's nine under par, and the way he's been striking the ball uh, has been fantastic. It just had a couple of uh, tough putts with a putter, but I expect Rory to be effective this weekend.
1: Kev, what's the atmosphere like? I mean, you travel the tour, you go some of the coolest spots all over the country with these guys. What's it like? I, I, the Tour Championship starting at, at Liberty National with the views—is the course great? I mean, what what's what's the atmosphere like over there this week? Is it tense? Is it what's it like? Because it's a little different.
0: Well, you know what? It was a little tense yesterday because you have players who uh, they're you know they, they they're going home like uh, they're playing to not only make the cut but uh, to make next week, uh, trying to move up. A guy like Abraham Answer, for example, had a great round yesterday. He shot 6-under par. Excuse me, 7-under par. Uh, they hit the 10-under, and this is a guy who's on the bubble. He's 67th FedEx Cup points. The top 70 move on. He had to make the cut uh, to move on to next week, and he did in great fashion. So, you have a lot of stories like that, and you have players where, you know, a guy like Sergio Garcia, you know, he's probably done. Uh, he was in the top 70, but he missed the cut, and his season's probably over. Uh, you know, his you know, without boohoo for Sergio, but he's saying he's, you know, they, they want to win the FedEx Cup, and you're not going to do that uh, if you can't continue on the next week. And then, you know, the New York fans very passionate here. It's a incredible venue. Um, what they've done with the land, they've built this golf course on what used to be a toxic waste dump. It's 50 feet above where the ground used to be. It cost $300 million to build the place. The clubhouse is spectacular. Uh, you know, walking with Rory McIlroy looks kept At the end of the day, with Saquon Barkley uh, inside the ropes, and I, I tell you what, guys, that guy's thighs—you know—they would be bursting out of out of his gym shorts. He was wearing out there. It was, in, <laughs> it was incredible. But uh, you know, uh, that's the kind of atmosphere you have at Liberty National this week. Hey,
2: hey, Kevin, Even uh, this was the week of the PGA Championship. Um, here it is. It could have been a major week, and then the FedEx follows that. This is an interesting turn of events for the tour. I think it's kind of neat, but you just said it. Sergio's, quote, season might be done. But here we are in August, still playing in the Northeast. We're enjoying our summers, but in a sense we're talking this could be the end. Now we move into football season. What's the kind of the chatter out there that you might hear from the, either the tour players or the folks that are watching?
0: Well, you know what, um, it's, it's truncated. I talked to Justin Rose the other day. Uh, in the practice round about, all right, you won this last year, he didn't win the event, and won the FedEx Cup. So there's four playoff events, he didn't win one of them, but yet he won the, the big prize. Um, that's not going to be the case this year because it's it shortened. He says, yeah, you got to you got to take care of business early here to put yourself in position because, remember, for the Tour Championship, who's ever number one right now in FedEx Cup points, is Brooks Koepke. But if Dustin Johnson wins, he'll take over that, that market. You get 2,000 points for a win instead of 500 or 550 uh that you get for and 600 for a major so you get a win you put yourself in great position for atlanta remember the winner excuse me the the person number one will start the tournament the tour championship at 10 under par and it works its way down from there so you want to be in position in that top 10 if you can uh to start that tournament uh, at four under par, five under par, or if you're in the lead at 10 under par. I mean, what an advantage. So it'll be interesting to see how that that plays out. Nobody knows how it's going to play out. Even Tiger Woods said the other day, uh, you know, we'll have to see how this goes. We're trying to get it right. We'll see if this is the right way to do it. You know, the other thing, this week is the strongest field in golf there's ever been. As far as world rankings, player rankings, they started on Thursday with the strongest field ever on the PGA Tour. So, Um, All the best players have been here. The only guy who didn't show up uh, with good reason, Rafa Cabrera-Beo, is he and his wife uh, were expecting a baby. So uh, he stayed back home to uh, witness the birth of his child. So that's certainly understandable. Life's still happening there. Um, And and with Tiger, by the way, Tiger was drawing. uh, Fans were disappointed. I think a lot of people in golf were kind of like, okay, they, they got it with Tiger. Was uh, drawn yesterday because he looked like a guy who was hurting a little bit.
4: Yeah, it's too bad about Tiger because, I mean, you know, the event we know has its star power, even in the final group today with DJ and Jordan Spieth, like, there's going to be plenty of star power there. But, you know, in the event when Tiger's in it, regardless of even if he's in the final group or not, there's, there's an extra buzz to it. And, you know, we all know that uh, it's obviously a, lo- a loss for golf. The, I'm sure all the tour players like having him around as well. They know what he's done for the game. They know that – uh, part of the reason they're playing for $15 million, Kevin, is because of how Tiger changed the game and, and changed the landscape of how golf is played and how tournaments are watched and viewed now.
0: Yeah, no, no question about it. I think Rory McElroy said it best on Wednesday, I believe it was. No, it was Tuesday. He said, Tiger Woods has nothing to prove to anybody. You know, when people talking about, ah, those was, you know, injury. He's got to come back. He's like, this guy's got nothing to prove. He's Tiger Woods. <laughs> so you're right. They, they, and most of them are in the game because of tiger woods uh you know the, the top athletes are playing golf because of tiger woods and right. you know it with him not being here it's tough we all understand it um you know he just didn't look right you know in his pre- in, in, in the program he, did, he just chipped and putted he didn't even hit tee shots so the indication that something was off but, you know tiger's a competitor he gave it a go on thursday and you know realized this isn't right and and you know, he's he's already in for the BMW, whether he plays it or not, or whether you know he decides to uh, shut it down. We'll have to wait and see. You know, we're kind of at the big picture for Tiger Woods. So he doesn't have to, uh, you know, does Tiger want to win the Tour Championship again, of course. Um, does he need to? Of course not. Again, nothing to prove. That's
1: right. He's got a major this year. He's not, it's not so bad. That's right. He's he got did. his master. Yeah. That's right.
4: Hey, Kevin. Before we let you go here, uh, we want to bring up the uh, the New York State Men's Amateur. Uh, championship that was this week at Craigburn. And uh, Ben Reichert, congratulations to him. He goes on and win a one-stroke victory. Uh, some names from Western New York. Jamie Miller finished in a tie for third, so congrats to him. But uh, Billy Haynes, another name you might recognize. Uh, he was in a top-ten finish as well. So some good players from Western New York competing. Reichert wins. But, Kevin, I know you were there for a, uh, a reception earlier in the week, and uh, we know we've talked before of just how what a great venue Craigburn is to host an event like this
0: it certainly is and uh, it was Tuesday evening I went out there I, I actually watched Jamie Miller finish his round and uh, you know talked to him afterwards for a little bit and he just said it was the court and he a member there he said it was so hard the course was <laughs> he's, he was three over par um, after the first round uh, my friend uh, Nick Ambrose our champion from Fox Valley you know, he was uh, eight over par he just said it was so tough the conditions with the wind out there and you know, without the wind, Craig Burns a tough golf course to play. But with the wind, it really gave uh, players fit. So, uh, you know, it, it served to be a great test of golf for all the amateurs that competed out at Craig Burns this week. And, and those members should be proud of uh, how their course shown, the shape it was in, the superintendent had it. It was just a spectacular venue.
1: And Ben Riker already won the Florida State Amateur this year, so that's a pretty impressive. You win Florida one of the hardest AMs to win. New York's got to be up there with Texas and California. Good for him, very good year. Jamie Miller, I guess uh, a friend of ours on the board with him. He's a uh, he had a ten without a without a penalty shot on the second hole and finished second, right? Just did it time over for third. Green, time, time for there.
2: third. Yeah, yeah. and uh, got in trouble over the green and just a couple of hacks out of the rough and yeah. But what a We've great job by it. him yeah. finishing that way. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Kevin, we look forward to hearing you on
4: PGA Tour Radio. Enjoy the weekend, and uh, we'll see you next week.
0: All right, guys, take care. All right, awesome,
4: Kevin Sylvester from Liberty National, a uh, a rough assignment for Kevin this week, walking <laughs> yeah. that course. He's, he's
1: got good. some good assignments. Well, he's earned it. Man. Yeah.
4: What a what a spectacular set of views they keep showing on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, one thing to, like you said, Ben Reichert. But uh, kudos to everybody out at Craigburn. The reviews were in, obviously, from the players and everybody that said uh, what a wonderful event and uh, that New York State Amateur getting uh, a chance to be here in western new york tim
2: and some of the western new york best rose to the top absolutely we had the chance to have the qualifier here and then the last chance qualifier here so we go from a trent jones right over to a trent jones so uh craigburn is it's one of our gems and and if you haven't had a chance take advantage of a chance if you get ever offered that chance so it really is fun it's it's got the beautiful uh, uh fairways big uh big uh, contours, but when you get in the rough, you can't find it.
1: Yeah, that's right. You know, I'm definitely a golf snob, I admit it. You know, I like it. But And Craigburn's one of the places I get excited to go play. That's a that's a neat place to play. And In, in the middle of the summer, dry and the ball rolling, I think that course was designed for that type of weather. It was
2: interesting. Way back in the 60s, 70s, when this, Glen Oak, and that was uh, – uh, Trent Jones made a little bit of a home here as, it, as he designed both of those golf courses at the same yep. time. Awesome.
4: Good stuff there. Hey, before we go to break, our – time for a look at the PGA Tour Champions Report, brought to you by Absolute Care, affordable adult-assisted living. Uh, no official event this week on the PGA Champions. Uh, next week, though, they will be in Endicott, New York, at Enjoy Golf Course. And, if uh, you want to make a trip, Fred Couples is going to be playing in the event in Endicott for the first time in 24 years. Hmm. He's committed to the event. So, uh, always a fan favorite on the Champions Tour. So, if you want to go see freddie swing jeff the, the smoothest swing in golf right
1: yeah my favorite yeah, yeah he was one of my favorites <laughs> growing up i tried to mimic freddie couples i couldn't do it um i like tom watson and freddie couples growing up he still has the rhythm i'm surprised well it used to be a tour event down there so, uh, the bc open yeah it used to be the bc open right. so he probably played in that years ago so that's probably why he hasn't been back they don't have a tour event anymore
4: yep he uh, played in the bc open in 1991
1: did he win and uh i don't think he did joey Sindelar won no. That I, year? I don't know. I'm wow, I was going to yeah. say, boy, you from been there. there. Yeah. <laughs> He's from there, yeah. But, yeah, the Dick
4: Sporting Goods Open on the Champions Tour is uh, next week in Endicott. So, Not they, that
1: far. It's worth the drive. It's, it's not a that cool far place. If yeah, you want to go see it. Hilly. Beautiful. That's right. If you Did, didn't been didn't Lonnie win? I think One of Lonnie his, uh, won the senior, senior tour events there. Yep, I do believe so.
2: That's right.
4: All right, we'll step aside here from Glen Oak. When we come back, we'll get our Western New York PGA Tip of the Week from Jeff and Tim. We're going to talk about pre-shot routine. Also, Webb Webb Simpson. Had to play with a crack driver. We'll tell you why when we return after this. From Glen Oak on a beautiful Saturday morning. Thanks for being with us here on Tee to Green. We'll be back with more right after this.
3: Listen up, golfers. Here comes the Western New York PGA Tip of the Week, brought to you by the Western New York PGA. The Western New York PGA has one goal, promoting and growing the game of golf, today, tomorrow, and
0: beyond.
4: It is Western New York PGA Tip of the Week times. We welcome you back here to Glen Oak and Amherst, Brian Coles, the old PGA Pro Jeff Medas, PGA Pro Tim Fries. The PGA Pros are ready to give you our Western New York PGA Tip of the Week. We're talking about pre-shot routine this week. Tim, let's start with you. Yeah, you Keys to having a successful pre-shot routine.
2: We all feel the little jitters on the first scene. Nicholas even said that I had the jitters. I just, uh, butterflies, flying formation, whatever. Uh, control your controllables. And Jeff and I play in tournaments. You play in a tournament. The controllables, your grip, your stance. your. I practice my routine on the driving range when I hit balls. I don't hit... 60 balls in 30 minutes. I hit 30 balls in 60 minutes. I take my time. I work on the routine. And so when you go to play today, tomorrow, um, have a routine. And if someone asks you, what is your routine? And if you can't come up with it, there's your first uh, indication. You need to get better at that. And that helps you, again, get distracted. We talked about that 40 minutes ago. But the pre-shot routine, I think, is one of the most, you control it. You can't control once that ball's gone. You can talk to it all you want. But when you practice your routine, and Jeff mentioned too, putting routine is a little different than maybe a chipping routine, driver routine, or an iron routine. But I think as we go through a process, get the yardage, pick your club, take one look, one practice swing, as you've mentioned, too. I don't even take a practice swing, actually. I don't even take a practice putt. I do it while other people are putting. That way I'm ready to go. So,
1: And I think a good routine, you know, what it covers is your ball position, your alignment, your stance, your posture, those kind of things. That's what you can control. And then uh, the, the, the psychologist will tell you, once your eyes leave the target, you know, if you're looking at your target, you watch good players, they're always moving during their routine. Poor players are freezing over that golf ball. So you're looking at your target. Good players are looking at their target. Poor players are looking at the ball. So look at your target, and as soon as your eyes come back to the golf ball, have a trigger, have something. I tap my right heel, boom, then my club goes. Um, so to add to your routine, you know, you're always looking at your target, always moving, and as soon as your eyes get back to the ball, the sooner you pull the trigger after that, the more success you'll have.
2: My uh, driver routine, Brian, is, uh, it turns out it's 11 and a half seconds. I've tried to measure it. When I go longer than that, i got to step out. Quicker than that, I'm playing too fast. There was a famous deal where Norman was leading the Masters, during the week, he shot 63. His routine was about 20 seconds. On the final Sunday when he lost to Faldo, his routine
1: was f- over 40 seconds. He got out of his routine. Yeah. And a quick routine helps. Yeah, you don't want to spend too much time over the ball. No.
4: And, it, and again, and we talked about this in the break, talking about it. Like, this applies to all sports. If you hear any good coach, you know, a, a batter in the batter's box – uh, a basketball player shooting a free throw. I know I coach my tennis kids too when mm-hmm. they're doing their serve. Mm-hmm. I said your your setup before you toss the ball should be the same every time. So you're not thinking about the fact that you that's just double right. faulted. Right. You're th- thinking about the fact of I gotta for me I bounce the ball three, three times, times before yeah. I do my serve. Like that's what I'm thinking of. I'm not thinking about the double fault that is had. Correct. So there you go. it works the same for golf too and have it be quick. I mean I'll you have guys it said it, but just it does not have to be a one minute shot you don't need there's nothing more annoying for me than seeing six practice swings and then have the person duff the shot like just and and another good thing to add (laughs) to your routine is
1: a positive thought you know uh, bob rotella says you know the last thought i remember in tournaments a lot of time is if i was i just say trust it you know i go through my routine and if i focused on oh three waggles this instead of every all the outcome and then just say trust it or have a positive thought of my target that always helps that's right
2: Want to add one thing? Nope. Okay. Uh, Mark Kirk, one of our best buddies out there, he's got a license plate. It's a sci-fi tie. See it, feel it, trust it. It takes real quick. He does it, but he has, he envisions and feels a good uh, impact, the impact uh, before he swings.
4: That's okay. right. Final story here, Webb Simpson. He's been red hot on the tour. In fact, he's finished second in three of his last five events on tour, playing well this week. He had to play with a cracked driver yesterday at the Northern Trust. Uh, he hit his drive on the third hole. He said it sounded funny. He looked down, his club head, said it, that he looked and it was cracked he asked the rules official about grabbing his backup driver as he turned out he could not um, the rules official said that he had to play with it uh, even though it was a faulty club Simpson throughout the round then went on and hit three wood maybe at other times where he wanted to hit driver sometimes he actually hit the cracked driver uh, Simpson said there's a lot of rules that players still <laughs> are confused upon he goes what's the harm in letting me switch drivers at this point Uh, But he goes, I don't have an answer to that. He goes, I'm glad it didn't cost me a miscut, though. He's like, I'm glad the rules official told me the rule because I was about to go switch drivers. So at this moment, he couldn't. Now, there is some clarification in the rules about whether or not, if it, crack happens by accident or whether he in disgust maybe hits his driver on the ground and then it breaks that way there's I, like there's two different interpretations I is think that that's right that's
1: a change in the rule i think yeah. that was the old rule tim if i'm not mistaken that if you that's broke the if you damaged now. it in anger then you couldn't replace it and if it broke through normal course of play you could now the rule seems to be different where if you can repair it while you're out there you're allowed to repair it but you're not allowed to replace it if i understand that correctly
2: yeah that so i'm right? trying to read that and going, okay, I really. Are we going to repair a crack in our driver while we're right. playing? It just yeah. doesn't
4: seem realistic. According to the USGA and RNA, c- the clarified rule says to damage clubs that you can replace the club if the shaft breaks into pieces, splinters, or is bent, but not if it's only dented. If the club's face's impact is physically deformed, detached, or loose, or the grip is loose, then you can replace it. However, if there's a crack, you can't replace it. So, so much for
1: clarity. Yeah. yeah. So Simpson,
4: <laughs> Simpson just said... You know, why is that any different? He goes, I still don't think it's a playable. He goes, but I'm glad the rules official did it the way it is. But he goes, I think the rules should be edited.
2: It's nice because the USA is in this maybe editing mode. They are listening. Right? Well, they made such major changes yeah. that
1: they, they had to be flexible coming in because not every change they were going to make was going to work, I think. That's right. right. I still think they're trying to do the right thing, but it's just they may not all work. That's right.
4: All right. Well, successful show, gentlemen. Thank you. Yeah. Beautiful view. Oh, you want to talk about quickly the patio um,
1: here? Yeah, we're like, we're sitting on the, on the downstairs patio. We got a, a new uh, refurbished uh, banquet room upstairs, and that's, uh, that's a beautiful view of the golf course. It's yeah. a, we'll go up there and show you, Brian. It's a nice morning to go up there, have a cup of coffee, and, and overlook the golf course. That's
4: right. I'm going to go do that right after the show. Yeah. Thank you, thanks Tim, for having us. Thanks, Brian. Thanks, right. right. Meet Tim Freeze from Glen Oak. Jeff us from Glen Oak. Derek Kramer back in our Amherst studios. Thank you. Thanks to our guests, Kevin Hofstetter from Woods to Wedges, Kevin Sylvester at the Northern Trust. And we thank you for listening. I'm Brian Colziel. T.D. to green every Saturday right here on WGR.
3: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love
4: true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what?